When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Senior Bowl cuties, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast, brought to you by our friend, Coach Stark Homes in the market for a home. I am, if so, get a hold of Coach Stark today at CoachStarkHomes.com. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is live from Mobile, Alabama. It's Bull Brock at the Research Senior Bowl practice. Day one, looking very very cold in the aftermath of what was a bullish practice. Bo Brock, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm a little chilly, but I will say it was a beautiful day here in Mobile. It's quite the opposite of where we were last year, where it was a little bit rainy the entire yeah. time. Uh, so I'll take it. But, of course, the sun's gone down. We're not in Phoenix, Arizona anymore. And uh, it's just with that gets a little chilly. Myself, uh, Damon, dog, um, we're hanging in there, but as you can tell, I got a little sun. I got my PHNX hoodie. I got my uh, my light jacket. Wish it was a little heavier coat, and I'm um, ready to break down some prospects, r- ready to make fun of some Seattle Seahawks football. Let's do it. KK in the chat. I was just thinking this. 80 <laughs> degrees today in sunny Arizona, um, but you'll be back, uh, and you're grinding. I love this from Chase. Senior bow. Uh, I like that. Let's get let's get that on a t-shirt. Senior bow. Of course, Damon Dog also there behind the mic, crushing it as always. If you haven't checked out the content, these two edition out. There he is. Welcome to Bobile, Alabama. <laughs> PHNX right. underscore Cardinals is the Twitter handle. Check it out. Before we jump in to because I know everybody wants to talk about the prospects, as do I. I want to pick your brain as to what you saw today. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't start with, as you mentioned, what's going on with the Seahawks. Because it came out today that Ben Johnson basically told the commanders and the Seattle Seahawks, thanks, but no thanks. What was outside of Jim Harbaugh, the bell of the ball for head coaching, potentially hirees, the guy who maybe was the most impressive overall coach over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And Ben Johnson, the OC for Detroit, told the commanders and the Seahawks, I'm not interested. And now the Seahawks presumably are back to square one looking at defensive candidates. I mean, I, I saw something over the weekend. They thought they were the dark horse to get him. I mean, what, what does that say to you about the state of the Cardinals' uh, NFC West rival? Well, I mean, it is good news. They might have, uh, both organizations might have been priced out, right? There was the Josina Anderson report, regardless of what his agent said, you know, where Ben Johnson's asking for the bag as far as like $15 million per, and he's coming from a, a coordinator position. So uh, maybe it was just too too much, and, and he's comfortable in his position with the Detroit Lions going forward. And like, there, there's a lot to like about that offense. I mean, we'll see if, if Jared Goff can continue to buck uh, the narrative surrounding him and continue to put up big-time seasons. But um, it, it, it does sting if you're one of those two organizations because I, I think – Ben Johnson was like Washington State, Washington D.C. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to either one of those. Um, and you know, I think the Commanders were more in line for Johnson than 
his services than Seattle, but still like what happened with Dan Quinn? Like who who's next? Do they, do they have to kind of restart their search? And, and we know how that goes sometimes um, where you, you kind of are left scrambling while everybody else has found a seat at the, at their respective table. Yeah. It just feels like Seattle maybe overthought this initially, like, Oh, we love Dan Quinn. And then, Dan Quinn gets embarrassed by Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur in the first round. So maybe we've cooled on Dan Quinn. Oh, we're going to be a candidate for Ben Johnson. Oh, Ben Johnson's going back to Detroit. Pete Carroll, pretty good option. You could uh, say what you want about Pete. Maybe they weren't consistent Super Bowl contenders. Every single year you had Pete Carroll in-house, you were a playoff team. You were going to have a winning record and be viable and at least get to the point where your fans were excited about the season. Like, welcome to reality now. Like, you know, McDonald, the defensive coordinator for Baltimore, like what's his reputation, right? We know Dan Quinn failed in Atlanta after Kyle Shanahan bounced. Like, and you're talking about, again, the Cardinals are doing this with, with Jonathan Gannon as a defensive head coach, but they have Kyler Murray. They've mm-hmm. got an offensive infrastructure with Drew Petzing. Like, I, the Seahawks re-signed Geno Smith, who had a mid-year. And now they're talking about hiring. I, you know, I was a little bit fearful. I thought Ben Johnson would have been a great get for Seattle. For him to say no, you know, it's less about the commanders. They don't have the track record. Like, how much is the reputation of Seattle kind of spurned now? Pete Carroll is told, get out after everything he's done for that franchise. And, you know, they've they've lost Paul Allen. He's passed away. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of moving parts there. It feels like we could be on the precipice, even with, you know, the, the GM still hanging around, of the Seattle Seahawks implosion. Because you can't convince me. Like everybody wanted to tell me how good of a job this was. Who's lining up for it right now? Right. I I mean, seriously. Well, it also shows, you know, how, you know, precious these so-called windows are, right? Where Seattle seemed like they were ahead of schedule last year. They make the uh, unbelievable run to the postseason with the the career resurgence of of Geno Smith. And it seems like, oh, man, they hit in the draft. They were just making sweet, sweet music. Pete Carroll and John Schneider together. And then, you know, Pete Carroll just out of nowhere a couple of weeks ago is saying, you know, non-football decision makers made this decision. And so if you're somebody who's looking at this job opening and you're saying, well, if they're going to out a guy who had that much success and, you know, he's going to in a winning season, despite being on outside looking into the postseason, uh, be ousted like. What are my, you know, are they going to suddenly the wind's going to blow one direction and decide, hey, I'm not the guy for the job in, in the near future. I, I think that that what became a very, you know, uh, real consistent organization now is one of the more volatile in the entire league. Like who's making the decisions there? Because it doesn't feel like it's Schneider. It doesn't it feels like it's coming from up above. And if you're somebody that's trying to in a comfortable spot like a Ben Johnson. It, that's not the move to make when you can pretty much have the pick of your choosing going forward. He's like, well, the good jobs are gone this hiring cycle. I like my spot with Dan Campbell and the Lions staff. I'm going to just kind of roll the dice and see where I end up next season, next off season. I, 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 again, we hit, we beat this drum constantly and people had a misconception of Kyler Murray last off season. When, when you go to these opportunities, when you pursue these jobs and there's not a quarterback in house, Mm-hmm. Certainly a quarterback that you feel like you can build around. And with respect to Geno Smith, uh, you, you're left kind of at the altar, out of options here. Like the commanders are going to draft a quarterback, but nothing's proven yet. 
And then Seattle, of course, like Geno Smith regressed this year. This yeah, what's this the season. what's the allure there? What's, right. What's what what is the recruiting pitch? Because you're right. Like I, I talked to a prospect today, and we'll see this later. Uh, asked him about Kyler Murray, and he's a first near a near surefire first round prospect. And I asked him about Kyler Murray, and you know he had not like he said he basically said there's nobody in the league like him. Nobody's saying that about Geno Smith. No, what are they, like they don't have a head coach anymore. Like you could at least hold, like hang your hat on, like oh Pete Carroll. I mean, eleven out of twelve seasons he's had coached this team to winning football, and what ten out of twelve they've been to the playoffs. Like you're at least you know you're going to a good coach. What are the surefire things as far as Seattle? And there's so many unknowns, and it's happened so quickly. Uh, it man, it absolutely does play into the hands of the Arizona Cardinals and the rest of the NFC West teams. Uh, to see Seattle in such flux. Hannibal giving you some love. It's two degrees here in Switzerland. Wow, cool. I am catching the show while coming back <laughs> from a pub. Let's go Cardinals. Hope we pick Perfect. up a late uh, a tackle with a late round pick. Thank you so much, Hannibal. We appreciate you watching from all the way in Switzerland. That's fantastic. Jeremy Bailey, $5 super chat. Ben Johnson had an interview mid-playoffs, Bo. Florio should have a story on that because yeah. that's tampering. Yeah, it's the, it well, it's as long as it's within the rules, Florio's fine. But he also, him and Peter King are always up in arms. They they said that you can't possibly be prepared if you're preparing for a uh, head coaching gig. Like it's it's you you can't you know really have the 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 ability to kind of put your time towards your team and also you know, job interviews, it's impossible. So, you know, it, it, I get it, Jeremy, like I'm sure like, there is a double standard out there. They identified Jonathan Gannon as some sort of villain and he is far from it and was just, uh, you know, a, a bit of a victim of the rules that they had put in place. Um, but at the end of the day, it's worked out for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to dump, jump into some senior bowl talk with my guys, Bo and Damon live at the Reese's Senior Bowl, day one practice. But first, I want to fill everybody in with our friends at BetMGM. Bet 5, get 158 instantly. If you're just now dabbling with BetMGM, what are you waiting for? Is the home setup, the BetMGM Sportsbook, the away setup for PHNX Cardinals all season long, and you can dabble this offseason and more with our friends at BetMGM with the bonus code PHNX. All you got to do. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or check them out, BetMGM.com. Ahead of the big game, gentlemen, no better place than to check out all the loaded props that you're going to be able to wager on. Again, if you're a new customer, just throw a five spot on whatever you want at standard odds price. You're going to get $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. So if you want to bet a first touchdown, if you want to bet you know, the big game MVP, if it pays out, you're still getting the bonus bets. But if it doesn't, you're set up with 158. That's only with our friends at BetMGM and only with the bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy live from Mobile, Alabama, Mr. Damon Dog. Talk about it in the disclaimer. Promo code 100 Gambler. Available in the U.S. Call 877 hope or text hope Y 467-369-NEW. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. one 800 Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Johnny, we're so pumped about our partnership with Coach Stark Real Estate, of course, part of the uh, West USA Realty. Fantastic partnership. I got a chance to talk to Chris Stark, Coach Stark, on the phone uh, just about a couple weeks ago, and it just felt like, man, this is 
we we get we kind of are on the same level here as far as what yeah. PH next and, and what he's doing as far as the real estate market the valley goes he's an avid listener of phx carlo he's, he came out to our watch parties out there at Gila river and casinos uh won himself a, a great cardinals jersey had a blast and and like what we were doing and we like what he's doing as far as getting people into some brand new homes if you're in the market for a new home you need to reach out to coach stark like frankly he's just a competitor out there he's out there to get you the best price and look in find the home of your dreams and get you in it as soon as possible check him out he's been at the best of the west for three years in a row 2020 2021 and 2022 and uh just massive cardinals fan he's he's been out there hit the links with our guy frank sanders before he's he's helped out and, and worked alongside his former arizona cardinal Marte jenkins uh yeah. coach stark he's 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 uh, a unique guy he's one of one as far as realtors go and if you're in the market for a home you got to check him out uh Check out Coach Stark today at CoachStarkHomes.com. Easiest way to get in touch with him is his phone number, 623-695-3929. That's 623-695-3929. He's all over the valley, so don't think he's got that 63 area code that he's just a West Valley guy. He's all over the place. He's going to find a home that you're looking for. Yeah, I've been checking out his website, First Class. My family and I, no, you know, no secret, we're looking for a home. Uh, Coach Starks, uh, about to hook it up for everybody here, the official sponsor this week of our Senior Bowl coverage. Uh, we're loving life this week, uh, getting all the insight. Richard, $1.99 Super Chat. Heard the Cardinals talk to the tackle from Arizona. That, of course, is Jordan Morgan, who I think very much in play at pick 27. So let's kick things off, Bull Brock. The Twitter was popping today. The coverage outstanding. Who stood out to you initially? Let's get to your risers after day one, because there's a lot. Man, I'm I'm a reluctant to say this, and, and Damon Dog has seen me go through this entire roller coaster ride as far as the first guy we're gonna mention here. And the first guy I'm gonna mention, and I'm not saying he's 27th overall. Okay. Uh, pick selection but he is a riser here no doubt about it mobile if you're going to turn on espn if you're going to turn on nfl network if you're going to fire up the twitter machine uh you're going to see a highlight of lad mcconkey out of georgia the guy just was uh he was toasting roasting every single cornerback that was uh paired up with him unfortunately today he was getting separation he was making diving catches he was making people in the crowd go ooh and ah and, and flip out drop some four-letter words and lad mcconkey look uh Legit, he did, and you know I know the the official size came out on him. He's he's under six feet. He's five eleven, but uh, he was out there uh, running circles around the competition. And then you, you know I think today Johnny was the day of the wide receiver. Like we heard this really? wide receiver draft was 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 the class was deep, and I think they proved it today. Like not only did you see uh, you know uh, Lad McConkey out there, I think Tez Walker from North Carolina looks solid. You saw some physicality from Johnny Wilson. I, I know I heard some people talking about. Wilson's game and they wanted to see more and they're still saying you know where does he fit with his size it's six seven two thirty plus and then you had Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina who instead of six three he's six one but man does he look big out there on the playing field so we saw a lot of impressive performances in day one from the wide receivers so I think you know I, you hope that the Arizona Cardinals have at least the top wide receiver uh, wrapped up by the time they're back on the clock at 27th overall. But, uh, man, there is some depth in the in the future rounds for them if they really want to kind of bolster it in this year's draft. So uh, that that was that was really what was on display today. And then there was one, one corner, Johnny, that, and we have brought him up on the show 
a oh, yeah. bunch and and brad spielberger was somebody that uh said he's gonna be a, a quick riser and man did he kind of put everybody else on notice today quinion mitchell at a toledo yeah. you know just over six feet he only allowed a 49 quarterback rating when he was uh targeted in coverage this year and every wide receiver that seemed to go against him brendan rice out of uh, usc who outside of his matches up with uh mitchell had a pretty successful day showed off his six three physicality um, he got kind of shut down by by Mitchell, who I think so. He's the best DB out here in Mobile. It, you're getting kind of Dominique Rogers Cromartie vibes from a small school kid over six foot with his ball skills. I I think you know we've we've seen him mock to the Cardinals at 27. Something tells me if he continues to ascend into the combine and he's he's able to do this consistently against top performers. Like it feels like he's trending toward a top twenty pick. Like yeah. I, you know, his his skill set transcends and cornerback, even with the lack of competition, it feels like Sauce Gardner at Cincinnati certainly helped the future cases of guys like this that you can play at a smaller school, but you can come into the NFL and dominate. So that I mean that that is not surprising. Now, what I will say, I don't love that some of these receivers are measuring under what their college, you know recruiting department and their, their school directories listed them as. And that's why I think Marvin Harrison Jr. remains one of one. And we're going to get official measurements on Malik neighbors and Roma Dunsey when we get to the combine. But you know, the offensive line is kind of where my eyes are going because of that pick 27. Like we mentioned Jordan Morgan, I saw all over the Twitter streets today, like Jackson powers, the center out of Oregon bull rush people. I saw, uh, the kid, um, uh, the kid out of Washington listed a couple different times. You've got mm-hmm. Texas's <laughs> defensive lineman on display. Talk to me about the line of scrimmage play because, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I just I wasn't following the right feeds. The receivers kind of played secondary to the big men up front. Maybe it's because I'm more keyed in on line of scrimmage play with pick 27 and my heart set on Marvin Harrison Jr. at number four. <laughs> well, no, and I think they do it so well here at the Reese's Senior Bowl where they, they set you up and they'll put the offensive lineman and defensive lineman in the end zone and on full display and they'll yeah. have these one-on-one showdowns. And, and I think, you know, Damon and I were kind of breaking it down in what we saw because we did see, you know, a a good rep from Jordan Morgan. And then, you know, you see a pass rusher put on a spin move and he'd look, you know, a a little out of whack. And then you'd see Tavondre Sweat, you know, the one of the two Texas defensive linemen now. I know we want to see Byron Murphy the second, but he's not participating this week. So it's just Sweat. And man, is he wide. He's as wide as Will Hernandez. He's just a big boy, but playing on the defensive side. And he has a good rep. And then, you know, he gets kind of bottled up and, uh, Tyler Guyton, who was mocked to the Arizona Cardinals from Mel Kuyper Jr., you know, had a lot of solid reps today. Yeah, the most consistent good. game, uh, and, and we'll hear from him in just a bit. Uh, but you know, I, I think that there was there was a couple moments where some of those guys, like there, there's like the the top tackles in this draft, and you know, and then there's everybody else, and, and a bunch of those guys are here as far as the second and third tier guys, and, and you're seeing like there there's a couple you know flaws technique wise and stuff, but man, fit the as far as physical traits, like I think that this is a great class. Like Guyton himself is like six seven, uh, three twenty five. You know, and, and Morgan's you know just under six five, uh, decent wingspan. So I, I I think like you should be excited about those guys because I think that that's where there's a lot of depth in this draft, and I think it's only going to be on more display tomorrow and Thursday. You know, Christian Haynes, another mock draft darling of ours. I don't know good. about him. 
you don't know about it. We're out. What do you mean you're out? The rep you know, I saw <laughs> were out. pretty good. You're out already. Interesting. Yeah. He, I don't know. He he might be somebody that can play down the line, but really getting a like an up close view of him. Wow. He looks like an LA Fitness uh like he, he looks like he's some dude, like some old head that you'd see at LA Fitness that can just he knows all the angles. He's got a good jumper and all that. And uh, but I don't know, man. Like he, he just he looks like he's got old man game. And, and I don't think that's something you want to be throwing around as far as like these these young prospects. You want like he's got the two huge like knee braces and stuff. And I know a bunch of offensive Ooh. line. Most of them are wearing them. Uh, but it, it just doesn't look. You know, he, he, you put him next to like a Tyler Guyton. I know they're two different positions. One's a tackle, one's a guard. But like Guyton looks like he he, he looks like a big offensive lineman. You're ma- listen. You're preaching to the choir. How long have I been saying like you're just better off going with big school players? What do you? What's going on? Lost power there? We just lost uh, one of our lights. Just got knocked down by the wind. That's, That's okay. That's yeah. all right. Uh, I. Cody Brown ring a bell once upon a time. The pass rusher the Cardinals took in the second round that was an ultimate bust out of UConn. Yeah. Like I I am going to have um big school preference until you come to a senior bowl environment, Bo, like a mm-hmm. Michael Wilson out of Stanford last year, and you dominate. Like the kid out of the cornerback we were just talking about out of Toledo. You yeah. come to these competitions, you come to these 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 skill set challenges, you come to these scrimmages. And, and you're able to separate yourself. Okay, let's have a conversation. But I, I have no issue with you saying that. I mean, it, we, we can glamorize prospects, but really, like, now we're getting to the, the nitty-gritty. And if, if, yeah. you're looking, if you're looking small or you're looking kind of mid compared to these big school players, like, that's a red flag. And so yeah. I, I appreciate the clarity, and I'm with you. Like, Tyler Guyton, we're going to talk about him, look the part today of, okay, twenty pick 27, let's do it. I mean, it does – doesn't it feel like to you that three months out, two of the first three picks are going to be an offensive lineman and a receiver? Like if you had to put a wager on that, so pick four, 27, and 35, just not because they're needs of the Cardinals, guard, tackle, wide receiver, whatever. The strength of this draft is the offensive skill players at receiver and the men up front on the offensive line, is it not? No, you're you're right. Unless somebody like one of these uh, these defenders who are going to be down the first round draft board, like like the Mitchells, or if it uh, Jaisier Newton falls in your lap at 27, then yeah, I think you're, you're going to continue to play the strength of it, and it's the offensive players. So, <clears throat> like tackle and, and, and wide receiver for sure are going to be ones that are just going to be peppered in throughout this draft. And you know, I think we're starting to realize. I've heard overheard this quite a bit, and you know excuse me for, you know, regurgitating just, you know, secondary info, but I just think that the interior offensive line, it, this might not be the, the best draft to, to, Oh really? To okay. Figure it out. Yeah. So it feels like it's, it's uh, the tackles and like there's guys you should like, like, and I don't think like you should completely be out on Haynes, but maybe instead of a third, he drops down to a fourth or something. And, and then of course, like Cooper BB, who we're excited about at Kansas state, he's not participating this week. So we don't, yeah, we're I not going to learn anything until uh, Indy on him. How about Fuaga? He looked <clears throat> massive. Yeah. The, Damon, the guy give, had, break, give us your breakdown, Damon dog. Um, I spent a lot of time <laughs> watching the O line, the guys that stood out like Fuaga beat law two in a one-on-one rep, like pretty badly. Ooh, nice. You should look up the clip on Twitter. He, he got him good, and there was a lot of rumors swirling. I saw that the Jets really, really like him, uh, and he was just a 
big, big boy. Um, he's massive. He stand, He definitely stands out. And, and that's probably, I think Christian Haynes' name and played, fell victim to that too. He was over there with Fuaga as well. It's just like, my God, like him and Guyton, like those guys are, Fuaga looks like he could eat yeah. Christian Haynes. Yep. Now, are they, are they, are they either one of them playing left tackle or are they both playing right tackle today or they haven't gotten into pass so, sets with team? Uh, from what I remember, Fuaga was playing some right, wasn't he? And then I think he played right Fuaga, at Oregon State. Yeah. I think he, Fuaga w- was going left when he beat Latu in that rep, if okay. I remember correctly. But uh, because I was primarily seeing Latu coming off going against right tackles, and and from when I saw Fuaga, he was playing right tackle. And then Guyton, who we talked to after practice, <clears throat> he said that. Most NFL teams that have talked to him, and we can confirm this, he said this, that the Arizona Cardinals are one of the many teams he's he's talked to out here in Mobile, uh, is that uh, they've mostly talked to him about playing left tackle. But I don't know if the Cardinals are one of those teams, but, you know, Guyton playing with a left-handed quarterback, uh, he was like his primary he – was, he was protecting his blind side on the right side. So it doesn't automatically mean like, okay, they're going to draft a guy that played right tackle at Oklahoma – that automatically automatically bumps Paris Johnson Jr. over to left tackle. I think that they, you know, becomes a tough decision. Like who's playing where? Yeah, Guyton to me, like that's one of those names. If you fall in love with them, if you're Monty Austin Ford and Company, Dave Sears, who's in attendance, is as you noted on Twitter, Bo. If you're picking 27 and he's available in the low 20s, and you feel like you want to trade up for him, that's when you pull the trigger and, and you jet set a third round pick, and you feel yeah. like I'm going to go get my guy as you know, comparison to last year when he traded up for Paris Johnson Jr. Damon, do we have that clip from uh, Guyton? Let's hear from Guyton. Uh, I got to ask him more kind of a specific cards question. Mel Kuyper has you mocked to the Arizona Cardinals. What would it mean to be able to go play with a former Sooner like Kyler Murray? Uh, that mean everything to me. I'm a really big Kyler Murray fan. Uh, I love his game. I feel like he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I know he got hurt. He's on the he's on the comeback, but he's still one of the best quarterbacks there is. And uh, his game can't be emulated by any other quarterback. If I'm being honest. Wow, get that man to the desert immediately. <laughs> immediately. How about that on the on the ground? Bo Brock asking the tough questions people want to know. I we mean, love him. Yeah. We, we became big fans. Like, uh, Dame was like, did you feed him that answer or what? I mean, yeah, I, I figured that like Bo went up to him beforehand and handed him like a <laughs> slip of paper and said like, hey, make sure you toss in how like no one has his skill set. Yeah, no one can emulate Kyler Murray. Those are the words from Tyler Guyton, in the, uh, the right tackle out of Oklahoma. Um, so, yeah, I mean, high praise for the Arizona Cardinals quarterback. But of course, you know, coming from his alma. But we'll see if, if Kyler speaks as far as Guyton, if he gives him his blessing like he did with Paris Johnson Jr. And, and some other prospects that, you know, fell upon deaf ears, unfortunately, from the previous regime. But uh, I, I agree. 27th overall, like one of the most physically gifted guys. I mean, Damon was telling me about, you know, his his past where he's a guy that was playing the end and he was playing tight end and he's 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 just a oh. versatile guy. And he looks the part. I mean – does Fuega look sloppy by comparison? The the pictures and the and the tape I've seen, Fuega looks a little underdeveloped compared to a guy like Guyton, who who's I think a little leaner. Is that fair to say, or did Fuego look like he carried his weight well? Um, I I think we lose another light down here. Oh, we're losing oh both goodness. of them. I'm going in the dark here. Um, <laughs> just listen to me. Follow my voice. I think that the uh, I, yeah, sloppy might be a little too extreme. Yeah, but, I'm sorry. Uh, I shouldn't no, have said I get, sloppy. But you, I get, you know, look, guys can look 
Guyton's a specimen, dude. And he's like I said, he's he's very athletic. So I think he's just going to look a little bit more fluid. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think Guyton probably would pass the the eye test. But I, I think Fuaga, Fuaga is is pushing to be. You're a believer. Three. Tackle three. Really? Yeah, I, yeah, I think he really is. I mean, that's not me. I mean, that's not even legitimately me. I mean, I think that's becoming more of the consensus. Yeah, I a couple mock drafts earlier today had him in the above the kid from Washington that's not participating, uh, and uh, well into the teens. Um, you know, I, I just Guyton to me, like again, name the last Oklahoma tackle that underperformed at the NFL level. Like they're usually pretty good. And I know a lot of that was under Lincoln Riley, but he was recruited by Lincoln Riley. Austin, $2 super chat. Can someone get Bo a hot Capri Sun out there? Ooh, <laughs> sounds t- tremendous. That, that Do they have like concessions there for the media on display or what's going we on? We did, yeah. Damon and I poisoned ourselves with a couple hot dogs today. Um, and But outside of that, we're a little malnourished. And But they, they do have concessions out here. So uh, they don't have any hot toddy Capri Suns. No, I mean, that's, that's innovative right there. And, and you have to... To appreciate that from Austin. Yeah. Um, uh, one, one other guy I, I didn't mention who I've mentioned on our audio only podcast who, yeah. who he, uh, he, he lived up to the hype and I felt smart saying this, but man, oh, really, really smooth. I said, if you're looking for a Michael Wilson in this group and, and I know Lad McConkey was, had such a great day, but I think, uh, uh, Pearsall out of Florida, Ricky Pearsall had a fantastic day today. So smooth in his route running. He was in the same group, uh, as a couple, you know, impressive receivers and Tez Walker out of North Carolina and Jacob Cowing out of uh, out of U of A. But man, I mean, Pearsall just looked just so fluid. You know, his hands are so soft and, and just like really just absorbs the football. I, I think he is is really impressive as maybe a, a day two, day three type wide receiver. Well, then I heard Brendan Rice made a couple big time plays today. So it's like he did. It, he was he was physical, uh, but he he wasn't, you know, I think it's today was tough as far as the the cream kind of rose to the top today, and he m- might have been lost in the shuffle. He he still had a decent, he had a good day. I mean, to your point though, it speaks to the uh, uh, incredibly deep class at receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it, this has a chance to be, you know, what was twenty nineteen all over again when you're talking about Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf all going on day two, and while I don't think that would deter the Cardinals from taking Marvin at four. I think it would increase the likelihood maybe they do double dip at, at some point in time and you're able to to find another complimentary player or dare, dare I say a starter on uh, you know day two, day three. So encouraging stuff. I mean, you know, this, this class, does it just feel different as compared to last year? Like we've talked about it, the blue chippers at the top, yeah. the headline mm-hmm. makers. This, this class is infinitely better than last year. Are you are you ready to say that? Yeah, and you're certainly feeling it here. Like, and I saw Matt Miller had in his latest article on ESPN.com. I was reading it on the way in on the flight, and it was uh, he he was he was asked kind of tasks like, "What's your over under as far as uh, first rounders here in Mobile?" And I think he said like twelve and a half. And that's that's wow. that's a huge that's a huge percentage of the first round that's just that we're going to see on display here. And, and I think he's right. Like, I think you're going to easily find, you know, a dozen uh, first rounders playing here on, you know, in this all-star game. And it, it is clearly like the, the, the premium premium one. Uh, but man, um, it's, it's, it is between last year and this year. Like, I think we were 
maybe talking about a guy here and a guy there. But, you know, today we're just chock full of, of prospects that I couldn't wait to break down with you. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. Agent 47 putting it well. The perfect draft to have 13 picks. Absolutely. How are they going to pick those players? Uh, we've got what I think is the worst mock draft to date dropped this morning from a <laughs> reputable outlet. We're also going to do our own mock draft. I might only keep it one round so my guy, Bo Brock, can, can get into the heat. But in the meantime, I want to tell everybody about our friends at Empire Today. Listen, if you're like me, you're not happy with your interior, your flooring in particular, and you want better options, quick and professional flooring installation and a price match to guarantee Empire Today unquestionably is the best place to get new flooring. And, of course, they have copycats, but Empire Today can't beat can't beat them on quality, service, speed, and I, I guarantee you they promise lowest prices because anyone who does putting the flooring in your home, they wouldn't put into their own. So I'm going to tell you right now, again, if you're looking for carpets, vinyl, whatever you want, anything that you want to have showcased in your home, big box storing can be frustrating, right? You might talk to somebody who, you know, at the end of the day has tremendous customer service that's here to help you have your floor popping off today. And we're going to hook you up here, PHNX. All listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use the bonus code PHNX. You got to check them out, empiretoday.com slash PHNX. Again, it's the place to go where you just want a free home estimate. They're going to come out, they're going to give you the skinny, and they're going to hook you up with a virtual floor design, which is a great way to check out your new floors in any space of your house. Again, empiretoday.com slash PHNX. Check them out. Get $350 off your floor installation. Sitting out here in the dark. Just got a couple lights that continue to fall down. But uh, if you're viewing right now, it'd be a nice time to pop an OGs. And I think it would probably up. It ups any experience. That's for damn sure. And uh, OGs in the new year has two new products that you need to get your hands on. Your grubby little hands. Get them on the big OGs. Get them on course uh the natural ogs the naturals vegan gummies made with live rosin available and sweet clementine flavored so delicious but then those big gummies you got the big ogs it's uh 10 perforated slices of 100 milligrams thc so just cut yourself a little slice of uh, flavoring life with our friends over at ogs they've got a full product line that is going to tailor fit to the cannabis gummy experience you're looking for check them out ogsbrands.com check them out in your local dispensary as well it's right around the corner no doubt about it here in our great state check out the local dispensary check out ogsbrands.com check them out on your socials at ogsbrands and gotta be 21 years or older to purchase enjoy them uh so ecstatic to be partnered with our friends over at ogs here at phnx um, I usually am ecstatic to read um, Monday, Tuesday mock drafts following, you know, championship Sunday, NFL weekends. Uh, disclaimer, I found what I think is the worst mock draft I've seen to date. Uh, and it's from our friends or frenemies <laughs> at The Athletic. In particular, Deontay Lee put this out today. I don't know him. I'm sure he does good work. Typically, this ain't it. Dallas Turner for the Arizona Cardinals at pick four, edge rusher, this had Marvin Harrison Jr. going third overall to the New England Patriots. Um, and instead of a Malik Neighbors, instead of a Roma Dunze, instead of a Joe Alt, instead of an Alu Fashion or a trade down, the Arizona Cardinals reached for, yes, he's edge rusher one, but has no business going inside the top five. 
And to make matters worse, how about a tackle that's not on anybody's radar right now? At least your boys, Graham Barton, tackle guard out of Duke. Uh, We just went 45 minutes in this first segment. Didn't bring him up one time as an option for the Arizona Cardinals. So reaction to, to that, Bo, which I think is the worst mock draft to date for the Arizona Cardinals. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. Um, I mean, it, I don't know wh- who tasked this man with, with making this draft. Why did he make the decisions that he did? And just He just looked at their their need, and there is up. Uh, I guess they got to go way down into the teens to select this guy fourth overall. I mean, that's a, just a brutal reach. I'm sure, you know, <clears throat> Dallas Turner, he's in the conversation for the top pass rusher, and, and I don't mean any disrespect, but he's not a top five player. And for the Arizona Cardinals, with with all that talent on the offensive side of the football, on the board, uh, that, that would that would just be <clears throat> the, the worst of all realities. I just, I don't understand, to, to go with Graham Barton and Dallas Turner, I mean, I, I think the Arizona Cardinals would really be like, man, it, it was... Was, this day was supposed to be special, and, and man, it, it definitely it turned quite the opposite with these that, selections. That feels like two guys <laughs> that aren't going to help with the cause in 2024. No, you know, Jessica putting it well. That's some kind picks, absolutely. Like yeah. if 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 we're talking about blue chips, there well, are Barton in my, especially. He's he's a versatile guy, right? I, I think they're still determining if he's going to be a tackle, if he's going to you know kick inside. And it's just like, okay, if he plays multiple, like if, as, long, as far as I'm concerned, I, I want a guy that is, is going to play a premium position, and that's what he's going to play. Think about all the tackles that were available that the Cardinals passed on in this mock draft. Jerzon Newton, by the way, was available, pick 27. I'm sure there's a ton of people available looking mock, at just these two yeah, picks. He, he In this mock draft, he went 28 right after the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, it just – it's it's brutal. I mean, there there was a run on tackles in the twenties. Cooper DeGene was gone. You know, Mims out of Georgia. I mean, there's there's a bunch of players that went before. I get that, but to me, it's like if you don't nail the fourth overall pick, I don't want to talk about pick twenty seven and Dallas Turner. You could sell me on Malik Neighbors, but one of the three big three tackle Alu Fashnu, Joe Alt, Malik Neighbors, maybe maybe Roma Dunsey has to be your first call. If where does taking, where does Daniels go in this draft? Jaden Daniels goes eighth to the Atlanta Falcons, which is like that's cute. You can put a bow on it because yes, Atlanta needs a quarterback. He he ain't making it to pick eight. Joe mm-hmm. Alt goes seven to Tennessee. Malik Neighbors six to the Giants. Uh, J.C. Latham, OT one in this mock draft to the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, this what? very much feels like. Yeah, this 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 feels like let's be different for the sake of being different. Is he um, on Bama staff? Is that where uh, this guy's from? <laughs> Roma Dunsey. He's Fultz just gassing up all these Bama players. Yeah, I mean, Alu Fashnu drops to nine for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Chris Braswell was tenth overall. I mean, come on, <laughs> really, really bad. Um, we will not make those mistakes here on mm-hmm. the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Live, uh, real quick, real quick. Yeah. I know we're 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 from the the Senior Bowl, and thanks to our guy, Coach Stark, CoachStarkHomes.com, uh, US West US Realty. Uh, this scenario, we 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 do need to continue to talk about this scenario, though, for whatever reason. You know, it, it feels like if 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 the, the if the Marvin is off the board scenario, 
if if the draft dominoes fall like this madman uh, has forecasted, like what what are you where, where do you go? Seventeen mock draft, yeah. <laughs> um, so I had a chance to talk to your old running mate Alex Clancy yesterday, mm-hmm. and I gave him. Speaking of madmen, yeah, lack of better judgment. <laughs> I gave him this platform for about uh-huh. five minutes uninterrupted about. Marvin Harrison Jr. alternatives, and he's very much of the mindset. He believes that the Cardinals need to continue to take their vegetables, their vitamins, and go offensive tackle. Um, the best, the the number one option if Marvin Harrison Jr. is gone, um, is to trade down. Um, now, maybe you can't project that in a mock draft. I certainly could, but maybe this this author opted not to for a specific reason. I think you make. Everybody aware that Jaden Daniels is up for grabs. Come up and get Jaden Daniels or Drake May. I mean, I, I've seen more mock drafts have Jaden Daniels going second to the Commanders. I actually think now that Ben Johnson not going to the Commanders helps Jaden Daniels' case because I think Ben Johnson would like Drake more May more than Jaden Daniels. He's very he's I think much more in line with a pocket passer. I know mm-hmm. he can move around, but that that felt like a more organic fit. I think Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. Is, is very much alive for the commanders at pick two. That being said, you trade down and you decide on your big board who is the number one player left available from Alu Fashnu, Joel, Malik Neighbors, and Roma Dunsey. You don't fall out of the top 10, so you still have a chance to get one of those four. But here's what I will say. I admitted this to Clancy yesterday. Watching the Detroit Lions for the better part of two and a half quarters beat the holy hell out of the, the San Francisco 49ers defensive line with two generational tackles and a, and a receiver they got on day three and a second round tight end that, oh, by the way, the Cardinals have now, J- Laporta, you know, Trey McBride. I, that is enticing, and I could see where that could be enticing for the Cardinals. Joe Alt and, and Paris Johnson Jr. coming down on Nick Bosa and company because you can run on them. You can run on the L.A. Rams. That being said, like, Marvin is one of one, and if you can't get him – you know, you trade down and you go BPA. Yeah, I I think that's right. I, I think that you know trading down becomes the 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 top move there, and and take advantage of the quarterback hungry teams. If if whatever ha- you know whatever happens at three, or whatever happens before you in the draft that creates this doomsday scenario, the worst of all realities that Marvin Harrison Jr. is is going to be wearing a different uniform. Uh, than the Cardinals next season. So yeah, I agree with that. And and you're right. Like when when you watch Penny Sewell and you know you you watch him and Taylor Decker do what what they did in that in that game for the for the most part, that is enticing. And it absolutely is. But you know you've got the opportunity to to still get a player. And, and Decker was a little bit later of a first round pick. Yeah, like you can you can do the same you can do the same thing where you utilize a top ten guy on Johnson and then. Johnson Jr. and and then you uh, you can get your guy later in the draft. I, I also think you know Kyler Murray has not finished the season fully healthy ever. Mm. He's had injuries, and I I think he played his most efficient football this year at the end. And I think the protection that he had played a big part in it. I mean, the Cardinals had a, a, a plus offensive line. Mm-hmm. DJ Humphrey's out of the equation now. Like it's not nothing at the opposite tackle now next to Paris Johnson Jr. Like you got to figure that out, right? Whether it's pick four, pick 27, somebody needs to be the heir apparent now to Kelvin Beecham, who I think is going to be the spot starter and hold down the fort until they get somebody else ready. Like, yeah, because you can't, 
you can't screw around with Kyler Murray's protection. As much as I want the shiny new toy receiver, and this is the year to do it, like I understand outside of Marvin, like the the ideology of Joe Alt, Alu Fashnu, if they believe that they're, you know, 1A to 1B with these receivers. Marvin is in his own category, and I will be, beat that drum. They will take him if he's there. But I, I can't sit here and say they wouldn't take a tackle over Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunsey. Mm-hmm. They, they very well could. Yeah. They, they get back. It, it opens up the conversation for, for all those avenues, uh, no doubt about it. I want to get to some of these chats, uh, chat questions about some uh, prospects. But, uh, man, I'm daydreaming about our friends over at Four Peaks right now. Could really use some garlic cheese beer bread. And, of course, yeah. uh, their Italian beef uh, sandwich is fantastic wrap. Um, and also, you know, that delicious beer. It just, uh, man, that would be unbelievable right now. We're stuck in Mobile. We don't have access to Four Peaks, but you do. Don't make the same mistakes that we did. We've got the perks over here, but we also don't have Four Peaks in our life right now. Uh, you don't even have to go into Four Peaks to get it. You can go into your local Circle K. You can check it out at your local grocery store. You've got a wide selection of all those beers that are brewed right in our great state of Arizona. It's your premier microbrewery. It's Four Peaks. Check them out, 8th Street. Of course, they've got, you know, the appetizers is delicious. you got the chicken rolls. You've got the great entrees. Uh, the, the enchiladas are, are first class. And then you've got some great desserts that you can couple with their barrel-aged beer as well. It's all fantastic. It's all at Four Peaks. Check them out. Four Peaks Brew on social media at Four Peaks Pub as well. Fourpeaks.com for more info. you got to be 21 years or older and, of course, drink responsibly. I desperately want some new players on the Arizona Cardinals, but in the meantime, I'm going to get some some burrows in my belly. It is a staple here in the Valley. Family-owned and operated, voted Arizona's most loved Mexican restaurant. I can see why I've got one just down the street. Family and I frequent it regularly. they got party platters to feed a crowd. They've got an all-new taco bar, which is fantastic. Margaritas to go. Guacamole that will make you sing. It is fantastic. And again, locations throughout the Valley and Flagstaff, you're never far from a delicious, time-tested recipe that's going to get you fired up this winter and beyond. Check them out, someburrows.com to find the one closest to you. They've got new locations in Goodyear, Peoria, and more. Again, Sumburrows, my go-to Mexican, yours as well. My go-to PHNX Cardinals podcast chat is live with your questions. Let's do some rapid fire for the man on the scene, mm-hmm. of course, Bo Brock with Damon Dog behind the mic here. Any questions that stand out to you? How did Johnny Wilson look? Uh, yeah. Johnny Wilson, the the wide receiver, Bo Brock. I thought he had some decent one-on-one battles where he showed some physicality. I was listening to, uh, I think, some guys that covered the New York Giants. They were breaking it down. They weren't as – John Boy. Was it John Boy? I think so. Yeah, John Boy one of their products properties was was next to us. They were breaking down Johnny Wilson. They weren't as high on him. They they said with at his six seven frame and he's all every bit of it and two two hundred thirty plus pounds. He's a guy that that is big that plays small. Um, you know, I think he he had a couple good reps here and there, but I think everybody's looking for the consistency. Uh, we got to see him play firsthand at ASU, and then he transferred over to Florida State. And, you know, you're wondering why isn't this guy dominate when you see him out there when he took the field for this first time, you're like, holy hell, he just towers over everybody. Mm-hmm. And looks like if you threw any ball up his way that he'd be able to come down with it. That certainly wasn't the case. So certainly he's a guy that's going to have to continue to kind of maybe play his actual size instead of playing smaller than he is. I thought his one on ones were a little underwhelming. Personally. You did. Yeah. I mean, he he 
he wasn't coming down with any of the high point balls that yeah. he was that they were throwing him, and they threw him a lot of fades. And if he's six seven, like that's just the plays that he's going to have to right. make, or else he'll get killed at an NFL level. So I, I'm not, I wasn't super impressed. I need to see more like high pointing some balls like thirty yards downfield. I, I think if like especially if you get a wide receiver early for the Cardinals, I don't know if he's an option later. I just don't know. Gives me a bit of like Hakeem Butler vibes. Like right, we got he, that in the chat right now, and yeah. like the Cardinals already have a converted receiver, kind of in yeah. Elijah Higgins. Like I, I feel like they're good there. Like get people who feel confident playing the actual receiver role. No more projects at the position. No more you know tweener guys. Like how about some guys that can run some routes that can separate and get open? Let's not. Lad McConkey. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's Damon's Lad a big McConkey, lad guy. Where, where is he? Where is he going, Damon? We're projected him right now. Is That's what I hate about this. Yeah, I I think he's a second rounder. But, he better be. And I don't know that I would even take him in the second round. But he did look really, really good today. Like he was his separation he was getting on every one on one was impressive. Like he was cooking every single player out here. There was some South Alabama football players that came out to watch, <laughs> and they were just watching Lad McConkey just going nuts. He was just destroying every db he went up against i yeah there's this this receiver class and he's officially 511 by the way his measurements yesterday under six feet there's a tweet out right now tanner i think he's from cbs sports said this is the best tackle class in half decade maybe longer like there could be eight tackles in the first round i mean it's that to me like again you get the best receiver in the draft the best player from the last two drafts at pick four you, you should feel pretty damn good about your options at 27. I know it's mm-hmm. we're not we don't love that the, the pick is that far down, but you ought to be able to find a guy that can come in and help you. And I, I it's, a, it's a good year to need these two positions. It's not a good year to need, you know, an edge rusher at the top of the draft. Right. But the Cardinals have so many needs that you can pencil in like receiver and tackle are suddenly big time needs for this team. even though it didn't look like it coming into this year. I mean, we thought Paris and DJ were good. We thought D Hop before he was cut, you know, Hollywood Brown, Michael Wilson, loaded position, Rondell Moore. Suddenly these are needs again. So you, you, you need to address it with the strength of the draft, Bo. Yeah. Any other questions in there? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple good ones here. Uh, let me get back to uh, how did Kyrie Jackson, the cornerback, look, Bo? Uh, any, any thoughts on him? Yeah, the transfer from Bama, uh, he was a topic discussion uh, from the press conferences earlier um, before they even took the practice field. You know, I, I think the corners, they had an okay day. I think this, like I said earlier, I think it was more of a day that was set up and the wide receivers were ahead. Um, but I think he's somebody that you certainly want to keep on your radar. I, I think everybody from the – it's a strong Oregon presence here in Mobile. Uh, obviously, you got the quarterback name and Bo Nix and then, you know, uh, Jackson Powers, for the, the center that just seems like he's a ball of energy. Um, so I, I think Oregon is well represented, and, and absolutely I think Kyrie's one of them. You should uh, tell the Bo Nix story from – the presser earlier. Was a, Bo Nix was a little spicy today. And he, so th- we had two players that talked before the practices began and it was Bo Nix and it was Chris Braswell, the pass rusher out of uh, Alabama. But Bo Nix was asked, uh, one reporter had an interesting question where he said, you know, 
some scouts did he even say scouts at that time. He just said as far yeah, as his ability to process during a play, he blamed it on scouts. Yeah, he he did blame it on scouts. And when it, it was kind of an in-depth question, uh, but basically said he was slow getting through his progressions and, and reading defenses. And Bo Nix just kind of you could tell that he comprehended the entire question. He said, "What was your question again?" And it was just just crushed the report. He had to go through the whole spiel again, and they gave him like a two word answer. He's like, I don't know. I, I just do. I just take the play that's given to me. I just I really like the cut of his jib. I think he's just a, he's a player's coach, and I, I I really hope he gets overdrafted and benefits the Cardinals greatly. <laughs> uh, speaking of overdrafted, it's time, like it is every Tuesday, for a mock draft Tuesday. Johnny Bo, Damon Dog, a specialty mock today. Brought to you by our friends at Empire Today. I'm going to break it down. Building our Empire Today mock draft presented by Empire Today. I'm going to I'm going to give our guys some some grace here. Typically, we go three rounds. We're going to go two rounds today, and we're going to get real intimate with these three picks. We're going to talk about some scenarios. I'm going to share my screen using our friends at the PFF mock draft simulator. Of course, the Arizona Cardinals on the clock, uh, gentlemen. Last week. You both dominated this week, I think, back to a collective effort here with Senior Bowl in mind. What does that sound like to you guys? Say that again. That sound good? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna yeah. pick our we're gonna do our picks collectively as a unit with the senior bowl in mind outside of okay. pick number four. All right, let's do All it. All right, let's start this mock draft up. We've got, of course, wow, shocking development. Drake May. First overall to Chicago, followed by Caleb Williams going to Washington. And uh, how about this? New England opting no thank you to Jaden Daniels. Instead, going what I think the best tackle in the draft, Joe Alt at pick three. A true shocker, which leaves Bo Brock, a certain receiver out of Columbus, Ohio, available for Monty Ford. That's great. Should we get a little greedy and see if anybody wants to come up for a quarterback this no never never ever <laughs> will we ever do that uh no let's just let's just stick and pick let's just take marvin real quick is 18 yards per catch good at uh 28 touchdowns in two years that looks pretty good too uh yeah. so yeah already an a plus over this mock this empire you're today good. yeah you're, you're all right all right so now we have to wait 23 mm. picks before we get to the pick at 27 let's recap what happened after the fact malik neighbors Jaden daniels cooper DeGene. It's it's a cast of characters as old as time. Brock Bowers, Roma Dunsey, they're all gone. Alu Fashinu, Fuega, you 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 spoke it to the mock draft's ears. Uh, actually, OT number two in this mock draft. Bo Nix sneaking up a nice overdraft by the Vegas Raiders. Jerzon Newton to pick fifteen. Michael Penix Jr. to the Rams. That's a little dicey. Dallas Turner not fourth overall, twentieth back where he belongs. Uh, Franklin the receiver, Mims. Braswell, as you just mentioned, the Cardinals are on the clock now. couple different options here. Um, there's your boy, Lad. He's available. Jordan Morgan, who had, as you guys suggested, an up-and-down day. Byron Murphy not participating. Uh, initial thoughts on options at pick 27, gentlemen. Yeah, I, I stay, still think with a bit of an uneven day that, that Morgan would be the pick there. Uh, we did catch up with him a little bit after practice, and, and we're going to talk with him tomorrow after practice. I, I think you probably still go with the premium position, Jordan Morgan at a U of A at 27th overall. You know, I, I, I just like the whole thing when I think about Ladd, um, like you're going to pick up his fifth year option. Like that, that's a guy that you want to have under control for five years. I think that's somebody you can find later in the draft. 
Um, and and is uh, Quinion Mitchell gone as well? Like the, the he is available, and, and he very well might be available. Pick thirty five. So you're rolling yeah. the dice here. Um, Where does yeah, that Tyler Guyton's there too. In in the like, Guyton obviously had a good Tuesday, right? Um, and I think he's he's a lot longer. He's a lot more, a little bit more athletic than than Morgan. A little bit younger than Morgan. Um, making my case for Guyton, but I I think as far as like just pure tackle, I think that Jordan Morgan is probably a better prospect right and he now. He looks the part too. Like yeah. Jordan Morgan walking around looks athletic. Yeah. Like he's tall and he's athletic looking. He's not just like some yeah. overweight kind of. Now he's gonna guy. have to deliver like a pro Kyler. He's gonna have us to give us For a sure. pro yes. Kyler tomorrow. For sure, right. after practice like Guyton did. But uh, I, I so still here, think he's Jordan Morgan. Here's something to keep in mind: Morgan's played almost two thousand, maybe over two thousand snaps career at, at left tackle, whereas Guyton has played almost exclusively at right tackle. Now, mm-hmm. I, I think Paris could flip. I'd be comfortable with that. I think it's going to be, you know, reading the tea leaves this year as it relates to this offseason if Paris is going to be working at right tackle, or excuse me, left tackle, if they're going to keep Kelvin on the left side. But I'm with you. I, I would feel cheated, gentlemen, if with either 27 or 35, we don't dip into the tackle class. So, again, I'm going to need to see it, you know, boots on the ground tomorrow, Jordan Morgan talking up K1 but if if we're if you're confident that he's going to do that I'm confident enough to pull the trigger here. All right, let's do it. All right. So, senior bowl pick number 1 is Jordan Morgan. How about this? I think I know which way you guys are going to be leaning based on his performance oh, yeah. today, but look looking at the options here is Mr. Mitchell uh CB1 for the Arizona Cardinals to pick 35. What a draft that would be. Mm-hmm. What a draft that would be for Monty Osford if he can get Mar- uh Marvin Harrison Jr. at 4 get a tackle at 27 and then come back and get a starting caliber cornerback in Quinion Mitchell at 35, pull the trigger on that deal, put in the card. I think that that's a slam dunk. One of our best mock drafts to date, uh, premium position, premium position, premium position, three for three, two of the three big time participants this weekend at the Reese's senior bowl. As we get the grade here, uh, a plus A and B plus only. I think Quinn and Mitchell after this week and the yeah. PFF folks. I'll talk update. to him while we're out here. Yeah, I think this is going to be tweaked ever so slightly, gentlemen. Um, Mitchell's a first round pick lock in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And at a huge at a big position. So I I I almost feel comfort more comfortable than than me. Okule McKistry, who's mocked way higher than him. So I, I just think yeah, coverage he, skills. I, I think, you know, despite what this mock says, I, I don't think a lot of people are drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, no hey. pun intended there. Hey, 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 I gotta get my old view back. How, how do I do that? There we go. Uh, Am I back yet? Or I look like Wilson you, from Tool Time. You look good. Home improvement. You look, Thanks, you look man. good. You look rested. <laughs> you look refreshed. Uh, a lot of people say in Byron Murphy the second. Uh, yeah, I, he's he's an option too. Any reason why he's not participating this week? I think he's, you know, Jim Nagy, the uh, president of the Senior Bowl, made a joke about Daniel Jeremiah mocking guys too high, and, and then just saying, okay, well, if I'm gonna, uh, you know, surefire first rounder because of DJ, I, I'm not coming to the Senior Bowl. And he might have been talking about somebody like Byron Murphy the second, um, because he's he's certainly making his case to be in in the top 32. I, I think. Um, I don't know. I 
Tamandre Sweat was out there, and we mentioned him. He's a big boy. Uh, I think Murphy just has less of a case to make for himself uh, before the combine. Austin saying, let's cheers that Capri Sun for an A-plus draft. I got a better way to celebrate that. Become a diehard at gophnx.com. Pick up for free hat and or shirt every single year you're part of the PHNX, PHNX Cardinals community. Uh, we do you know, Q&As, post-show. We've got specialty events, mock drafts, and more. Check us out, gophnx.com. Read the many workings of our talented peers, Gerald Borgay. Uh, how about Craig Morgan? Ever heard of him? Jesse Friedman and company. Again, become a diehard. All that and more is yours at the tip of your fingers. Join our community here at PHNX, PHNX Cardinals by becoming a diehard. You will not be sorry, Bo, that you did. Yeah, I'd like to say just one thing before we get out of here. I know that uh, Saul and, and Espo uh, said it so beautifully today on PHNX Suns, the loss of, uh, of Dave King, uh, who is a very uh, incredible content creator in our market. He was so kind to me when I was a executive producer for Jody Ayler's show, Fox Sports 910, and come on the show often on other you know radio shows, and he was always a willing guest. And he just loved to come on and talk Phoenix Suns basketball. And just the nicest man. Uh, it was just heartbreaking to hear of his loss today, and uh, our you know our condolences go out to his family uh, that's left behind. And, and just uh, Dave King will truly be missed. And uh, just so sad to hear that news today. Yeah, well said. Echo the sentiments of everybody here at PHNX Cardinals, PHNX Sports. Uh, you guys are troopers. We appreciate you uh, fighting off the inclement weather, so to speak, at the Reese's Senior Bowl. The <laughs> last beautiful one, out. <laughs> the last one to turn off the lights. Uh, you know, listen, we're going to do our best to make the sure. The janitor's like, can you guys leave already? I'm trying to just shut this thing down. Yeah, it is uh, a banner time to be a Cardinal fan. I, like everybody else here, licking my chops. Hit that like button. Subscribe to PHNX Sports here on YouTube. A reminder, this is your premier Arizona Cardinal draft coverage. It begins now. It carries through the entire offseason. We're your go-to. Arizona Cardinal draft coverage. PHNX Cardinals. One in the same for Bo Brock. Damon Dog behind the mic. Crushing it live from Mobile, Alabama. I'm Johnny Venerable. Subscribe to PHNX Cardinals wherever you get your podcasts. We are back on Wednesday for more live from Mobile at the Reese's Senior Bowl.